Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Hi, Keegan. Hey, do you see how I let you start this time? Like I was quiet on purpose. Did you see that? Madigan's turn. (laughs) Did you see that I was still quiet? Totally waiting for you to say something first. And then you like you were. (laughs) She like raised her eyebrows at me, like, are you gonna gonna step up? You gonna go or should I go? Your turn? My turn? Eventually, eventually I stepped up. It worked out. It worked out. (sighs) How are you today, my dear? Oh, you know, I mean, it, it has been a stressful week for me. This mm-hmm. week has been very stressful, uh, but I feel like we're on the other side of it now. And, you know, it's gonna, uh, things are looking up, you know, onwards and upwards. Yes, yeah, so we are literally over the hump. We are recording on Wednesday this week instead of Thursday. Uh, so, yes, you are over the hump of this weird, stressful, bad week. Um, I am almost done with my job. I'm off tomorrow, and then Friday is my last day. Wow. How are you feeling? I feel really good. Honestly, it's very strange. I really only feel like the dad is going to miss me. And not in a creepy way. Like <laughs> T will miss you. He will miss you. Uh, he will, but, you know, it's he's very non-emotional about it. Like, very non-emotional Well, maybe it. he's putting up some guards, and it won't hit him until later when you're actually gone. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe. it hasn't hit him yet. I just think he's getting older and are, you know, sorry to get off on a tangent, but I think it's different when kids are young and like he, he loved to like cuddle me and we were super close and I had to do so much for him and help him so much. And now that he's older, he just kind of wants to do his own thing. Yeah, and I think that's natural. we don't interact as much anymore. Like I'm there. It's but part I'm of just, growing up. I know. It's really bizarre. <sighs> All right. Well, well, I was looking for stories this week and mm-hmm. almost everything in the news has to do with Trump not conceding or COVID. I have um, other things. <laughs> I, I do, too. I okay, do, good. too, because uh, I didn't make my notes about those things because I feel like we've beat that horse. Right. And yes, like we will end up talking about both of those things in the future because they are important. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the COVID numbers are crazy. And, yeah. you know, that those will definitely be, be something... Those are going to be ever-changing, you know, stories that we're going to have to probably continually talk about for some time. Yes. We actually did get a couple of listener suggestions for things to talk about today. So I'm going to talk about both of those things because I really, really liked the things that were sent to us. But do you want to get started? Yeah. So I think a lot of people have heard about the Parlor app. So I am not on Facebook, so I feel like I heard about the Parlor app much later than other people did. I don't know what it is. Okay, well, let's jump into it. (laughs) So 
you may have noticed, maybe not Madigan and not me because I'm not on Facebook, but a lot of people, if you have conservatives in your family or on your timeline, um, people saying that they were going to leave social media, traditional social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram um, and go to the Parler app. Oh, okay. So, bye. Have fun. Yes, I agree with you. However, there are some things to take into consideration here um, that are somewhat worrisome. So So strength in numbers. (laughs) Yes. Yes, basically. So basically after, you know, the election results came in and it was very clear that Joe Biden was going to be our next president. Yeah. um, There was a Fox business host named uh, Maria Bartiromo who got on Fox and basically said, or not on Fox, she got on Twitter and said, I will be leaving Twitter soon and going to Parler. Please open an account on at Parler right away. And so a lot of people, um, right-leaning people, moved to Parler. Sean Hannity moved to Parler. Um, Ted Cruz, Devin Nunez, Eric Trump has a verified Parler account, right? And as does Donald Trump's presidential campaign. They all have Parler accounts. Um, So you maybe have seen like your racist uncle talking about leaving Facebook and going to this app. And there's a lot of boomers who are doing that or threatening to leave if they're not leaving already. Um, And a big reason why is because, as we know, especially Twitter, but also Facebook, because they've come under fire so much. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving a lot of credit to Facebook because I don't think it's out of the goodness of their heart. I think it's because Congress won't leave them alone. Oh, yeah. Um, They've got pressure on them for sure. Yeah, but those platforms have taken a stance against especially like election misinformation and false allegations of voter fraud and things like that. So they've been putting fact checking labels on a lot of these things. And Mm -hmm. we've seen that especially with Trump's tweets after the polls had closed after the election. Uh, A lot of those tweets have disclaimers on them or they're hidden behind warning labels and Parler kind of bills itself as this, quote, unbiased social media. And it's a place where people can, quote, speak freely and express yourself openly without fear of being deplatformed for your views. So obviously, uh, it is rife with misinformation. But the app saw an influx of downloads after the election. It hit the number one spot on Apple's U.S. App Store. And then last Friday, it had more than 4.5 million new people sign up for accounts. What? Yes. And so... insane. Mm hmm. But Joan Donovan, who... This is why it's concerning. Mm -hmm. um, And it's because... Yes, like my first instinct when I heard people were leaving for parlor were like double deuces, get the fuck out. Right. We don't want you anyway. The reason why it is concerning is because people like Joan Donovan, who's an expert in online extremism and disinformation, she said uh, in the CNN article, quote, a lot of people are just discovering Parler for for the first time, but it's been around for a while in terms of being an echo chamber for both right-wing news and misinformation. Um, There's a lot of people on Parler, including tons of members of the Proud Boys and white supremacists, Mm. Holocaust denial, anti-Semitism, racism, other forms of bigotry, because, again, and and also like QAnon and anti-governmental like extremists, because there's no real... There's no regulation. There's, there's no regulation. Yeah, they yeah. Can, they're free to say and do whatever they want, and then that information is going to continue to spread. 
And so the fear is that you have these extremists and also, quote, like mainstream conservatives who are new to this site kind of intermingling that they're afraid that they're going to be radicalized. So this guy... Oren Siegel, um, who's the vice president at the the Anti-Defamation League's Center on Extremism, Mm -hmm. he said, we have seen time after time that extremists always look for alternatives to migrate to if they are finding difficulties on the platforms on which they're established. Mm -hmm. If a lot of people start migrating onto a platform to hear Laura Ingram's and Sean Hannity's, but are getting a steady dose of Proud Boys, that may normalize the fringes in a way that it normally wouldn't. So we did a whole episode on, um, you know, right, conservative YouTube, YouTube yeah. and and also just like uh, the ways in which people can be radicalized online. Yeah. And it is somewhat concerning. And so I just wanted to kind of like make people aware of this site. That is um, super concerning. On the bright side, though, they do say that because these apps were not created for this kind of massive influx, they typically don't last because the user experience is far more poor than, say, like a Facebook or Twitter. Right. So people do tend not to stick around for as long. Uh, So there's hope that maybe Parler won't last. And as much as I don't like seeing those people on my timeline, I would rather them not be in... Social media is already an echo chamber. Yeah. Going into a place where it's just like literally nothing but your views and more radical views well, being it's like spouted a, back at you. It's like a devil's playground. You know yeah, what I mean? And it's anything could go on disastrous. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So just something to be aware of. Yeah. I'm sh- I worry that maybe my dad would be prone to join something oh, like Parlor. Um, and it's it's. Something okay. that I'm kind of on the lookout for. Call your moms. Call your dads. Tell them mm-hmm. to avoid parlor at all costs. For real. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like roles have been reversed with parents and kids, though. And for like real. calling your mom and being like, or calling your dad and being like, don't get on parlor is going to make them be like, well, now I'm going to, you know. <laughs> uh, or mom, don't go to a wedding. You're going to get the coronavirus. I'm going. What happened, Sipping mom? tea. What happened, <laughs> mom oh she knows she knows i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that you can do what you want and go to kansas i'm gonna call you out on my show mom boomers am i right keegan she's making this face like she is not gonna say a word she's like i'm not gonna talk about your mama on our podcast i didn't say you had to (laughs) i didn't say you had to i was saying i'm gonna say it you said that about your dad you feel free you feel free okay you had to say it about your dad i had to say some shit about my mom we're we're even we had to do it We're, (laughs) we're, we're their kids like what else are we supposed to do Oh, moving on. All right. So a listener reached out to us on Instagram and told me about something that we wouldn't be aware of because we are in the United States. So I was very glad that they reached out to us. But there is a like department store, I guess, called Sainsbury's. I've heard of Sainsbury's before. Okay, because your brother is in the UK, right? Yes, my brother's in the UK, but I actually heard of, I thought, yeah, is it Sainsbury's? I think so, yeah. I heard about that place because I was working um, in, like, digital entertainment, and I guess that they were releasing things on their platform. It's kind of like a Walmart. 
Oh. Like we're releasing things in their stores in the UK. So I think that it's kind of like a Walmart situation. I think. I see. So it's like an affordable, like easy, accessible place to get. That sells everything, stuff. I think. Okay, cool. So Correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. For real. <laughs> I have no idea. But I, I, from what I can gather, it is some sort of like department store of some sort. So they're coming out with this series of three advertisements, like commercials this year. And they just released their first one, which is called The Gravy Song. And it is so precious. Okay, so in this commercial, they show like pictures and videos of this like black family through the years enjoying the holidays together and opening presents and sitting around the table together as there's like a phone conversation going on between two of the family members talking about their their memories and also talking about how they really hope that they can get together this year particularly to get dad's infamous gravy and he starts singing this silly gravy song and I am like choking up watching this like I miss my mom even though I just yelled at her I miss her and I love her so much and that's all I want is to just like you yelled at her out of love I did did. it's always out of love again it's like we're we're mothering you know what I mean it's just we're flipping the switch a little bit on them um but it was just it was such a beautiful commercial and I actually watched the commercial after I'd read some of the criticisms and like awful tweets about it and it was shocking to me that somebody could find something wrong with this but apparently because it's a black family it can't Listen, happen. I, it can't I, happen. I'm going to need everybody to not. I know the internet doesn't operate like that, but I'm like, look, if if ever there was a time when we just need to be able to be happy and feel joy, it's right now. Yeah. Just just allow people Oh yeah, to be happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily Sainsbury's came forward and was like, "No, we completely stand by what we did. Like we want to show like who the whole of Britain is, not just one part of Britain. Like we, wait, does we anything cater to happen everybody. in this ad, or are they just upset that there are black people in this That's ad? That's it. That's the whole ad. So there's really there's no there's like nothing. message. It's just like, hey, these are black people that exist. These are black people that have a holiday tradition of having their dad's special gravy, and he has a song, and they're on the phone, and they really hope they can see each other for the holidays, but they're not sure because serious of the question. Serious, real question. Okay, I'll try to give a serious answer. Who has the energy? If you have the energy <laughs> to be mad about something like this, you don't have enough going on in your life. Do you want to be... I'm telling you that for real. Do you want to be real mad? Yeah. Do you want to hear the tweets? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. Do I? Somebody <laughs> tweeted, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. All right. Cool. So, great. Somebody else says, you may as well rename yourself Blackberries. Actually, a catchy name. I like it. It's like Blackberry, but Blackberries. Blackberries are delicious. They're delicious. And then last but not least, this doesn't represent me. I don't see myself in this at all. I can't <gasps> oh, relate. No. Shrug oh. emoji. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you you would really think oh, yeah. that maybe it's like you completely missing the point of the fact that like... For centuries, Sand. black people haven't yep. seen themselves in advertising. I know, incredible. But I Amazing. think, but I think that's what they're saying. Like, I think they're trying to like flip the switch and be like sarcastic about it. Like, oh, now I'm gonna make a stink about it because I'm not represented in this commercial. That's kind of how I got it. Where they're like, 
Okay, look, uh, let I'm me tell you. Cry too now. If black people didn't shop at places where we weren't represented, there's a lot of places we would not be able to shop. That's very true. Or or in generations past, a hundred percent would not have been able to shop in. So I mean, sorry about you. Like honestly, I just this has really occurred to me lately, and I know that a lot of these people are simply trolls because yeah. we get them on our page all the time as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I've I blocked a couple of people today off of our page, not because I'm opposed to opposing views on our page, but because I am opposed to people who are trolling because they're trolling. Those people will always be blocked. And also because they're hateful. Like they're doing it particularly to get a rise out of somebody. And that's when like I I keep an eye on the comments just for the fact that I've seen people try to get into arguments with the trolls and dig themselves further and further and it's like I can't let this well, guy here's get the to thing. people, you know? There's it's a there's a fine line between I will let things be up that are opposing oh, because totally. I'm like that's fine and yeah. you guys can have these conversations, but if I go to your page and I see that there you have no posts, no followers, this is simply a troll account that you created in order to get under people's skin. You don't have a real viewpoint. You're just here to exactly. make people miserable and unhappy and waste their time. Uh, then yeah. you're going to be removed. And I don't understand that. I really don't understand that mentality. I don't know. I've got a lot going on in my life. I really don't know how people have the time or energy to to behave that way online. Like, yeah. just let people or live, where man. do you have the time and the energy in your head to have that much hatred? Like, that's the thing for me. Like, I can't imagine having that amount of, like, hatred take up my mind at that amount of time. I you feel know? like, I feel like, there are two people who do this stuff and probably in in these comments for this Sainsbury ad, it was both, right? I feel like there are the people who are legitimately hateful. Yeah. Um, who believe this shit, white supremacy, nonsense. And then there are the people who, for whatever reason, they don't have a strong viewpoint either way. It's just picking at people yeah. brings them some kind of weird, Ugh. perverse joy. I and like, I, I hate all of it. Like, that sounds like a beautiful ad. I will go watch it right after this. And Please it wouldn't do. matter to me. Honestly, the fact that it's a black family, of course, I'm like fa- incredible because they're so underrepresented. Right. Um, I would have felt the same way about an Asian family or any other family. Um, but the the fact that it is a black family, of course, to me, especially with the year we've had, is very special. Uh but I think this would have been an ad that would have been a heartwarming, touching holiday ad regardless. It so didn't, it really there was no real specific, you know, thing that made it different than any other Christmas ad. It just looked like a happy family together for the holidays being silly and loving each other. You know, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. Uh, so go fuck yourselves, trolls. <laughs> That's from me to you. Merry Man, Christmas. Merry, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. All right. Should we talk about Harry Styles? Yes, let's do it. Let's talk about Harry Styles. Let me tell you, first of all. Okay, yes. I have, look. Do you have a crush on Harry Styles? Of course I do. Oh my God, I have a crush on Harry Styles too. And Max gets so mad at me. I mean, it, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, Mary Harry Styles? Well, his ex liked him too. or Yeah, liked him too. So I think he's like... What's the deal with this guy? And I'm like, well, he fucking fine. Like, he he has a quality. Like I love him. There's um, 
there's a cover of him singing Sledgehammer, I think at like BBC Live or something oh. studio, where he is wearing, and I always love this about him, he is wearing like a, a sweater with like a woman's shirt underneath with like oh, a frilly collar. Yeah, I know and what you're talking about, exactly. grandma's pearls, uh-huh. like he's wearing pearls. And I remember thinking then, like, I love that this man who came out of this boy group is wearing women's clothing. Did you not just want to rip it. that pearl necklace right off of him and just, just like right off, right? Pull show those him doilies boss. right off of that collar. I'm, yeah, for I'm not sure. gonna lie. I've had a couple dirty dreams about Harry Styles I mean, in my twenties. He's a good looking man. He's a very good. I don't know what it is. He's just and I want to steal his clothing too. Okay, yes. so this is what was so crazy to me. I got texts from both my mom and Max's mom with pictures of Harry Styles being like, oh my gosh, did you see this? Like, I love it so much. And, you know, I'm seeing it over Instagram everywhere and people are, you know, complimenting it and praising it and thinking this is such an amazing cover. And he's amazing. He seems like an amazing person. He's unbelievably talented. He's gorgeous. And he's truly himself. He's just authentic and it's beautiful. So with this cover, Harry Styles did become Vogue's first ever solo male cover star. And I think that that is incredible. Like I said, like this, honestly, like this spread is beautiful. Yeah. In most of the pictures, he's wearing designer dresses and skirts and things like that. And he looks phenomenal. And I love that he's breaking that mold of toxic masculinity. I do want to say before we talk about Candace Owen and her Mm. bullshittery, um, which I'm sure we're getting to. It is incredible that we had someone like Harry Styles do this Vogue cover and be this kind of example of what it's like to just be like comfortable in your own skin and it doesn't necessarily mean anything about your sexuality. Your style doesn't necessarily have to have that correlation. Something that Um, I really like about him as well is that people tend to obsess about his sexuality and I've seen people ask him a lot about that in his interviews and he doesn't really comment on it like he doesn't really go into any sort of detail which I really appreciate because he essentially says it's nobody's business and that's it's it is nobody's business it's absolutely nobody's business and listen this is not something that's new either I mean we had people like Prince and Dennis Rodman and there were other people who were playing with that idea of like quote-unquote gender bending wardrobe and things like that even like David Bowie Sure. Like we yeah. had a lot of sex symbols that were very, I guess, fluid quote, in that way. Feminine, you know? Right. Yeah. And it doesn't, it might, maybe it's part of your sexuality. Maybe it isn't. Like right. there's no, and it's nobody, nobody's business but your own. Yeah. Um, and the pics, again, hot, 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 hot. Yeah. Wow. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to just point out very quickly because I feel like, this is something that I hadn't taken into account or thought about. Um, I have seen some people in the LGBTQ community who still praise Harry Styles' Vogue cover and spread and interview, um, while at the same time acknowledging the fact that Harry Styles is the first solo man on a Vogue cover when the LGBTQ community and members of that community have been reading and supporting Vogue yeah. for decades. Well, and, <laughs> you know, and also have been... Uh, wearing dresses out in public for right. longer. Like the, when we were listing, 
you know, m- men who had gone more of like an androgynous style. I was going to say Billy Porter, but I was like, well, he's a gay man. So it doesn't really fall into that category of like a straight man. Dressing right, but Billy Porter way, would be perfect on the cover of Vogue. Like he's, that's a, exactly he's a style what I'm icon. Like if yeah. I were to think of a guy that I wanted to put in designer dresses who was going to look fucking stellar, the first person I would think of was Billy Porter. First Billy person. Porter or, you know, you could even go with Jonathan Van Ness, who yes. very openly wears skirts and dresses uh-huh. all the time. Um, and even if they didn't, like those people, I feel like, especially Billy Porter, would be so great on the cover of Vogue. Mm-hmm. And again, no shade at all to Harry Styles. I'm no. glad that he, he did it and it's beautiful. But I do just want to acknowledge that I hear those members of the LGBTQ community who feel yeah. like they've been overlooked for decades um, only to have this person be on the cover of Vogue. That makes not, so much sense. You know, that yeah, makes yeah. so much sense. Like Vogue, what were you thinking? Like, I, I yeah. totally get their decision for Harry Styles, and I'm totally behind it. Obviously, we just talked about how excited we were about it. But yeah, that is a strange thing when you think about it, like, when they thought about the idea. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I wonder it's how just that something I wanted to, to touch on. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, it's just something I wanted to kind of point out because it was a perspective I hadn't thought about before. Right. So listeners, let us know what you think about that, you know, both about your feelings about him being on the cover and also, you know, if you have feelings about about it as a member of the LGBTQ community, please let us know. I'd like Definitely. to hear that. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want to dwell on Candace Owens too much, but I feel like we do need to address it, especially because we are talking about this Vogue cover. Uh, she's a piece of work. I posted a video that she had posted on our story yesterday because I, I needed her, everyone to be as mad as I was. I hate her more than I hate most people. Like, that's how I feel about Candace Owens. Like, she's a I, particular breed of evil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't even really put into words my feelings about her. And I really work very hard not to pay attention to her. Right. Because I feel like, it, look, I, I don't know, maybe a lot of what she's saying she really buys into and believes and she has enough eternal, internalized racism and an internalized misogyny that she believes a lot of the things that she says. Uh-huh. But when I see her speak so often... What I feel like she's doing is is being an opportunist. Like, I feel like she just wants to being make money. Well, that's the thing, because originally I I the name was familiar to me, obviously, because I've, I've just heard her name kind of in the zeitgeist. But I think like I feel like you've brought her up on the show. Before. I have. Yes. Oh, I yeah. Because it was kind of ringing some bells to me, too, because I was on her, her shit, page. She was one of the people who popularized um the idea ba- essentially that it was Brianna Taylor's boyfriend who got her shot. Uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. She, she really popularized that. And any She's done a lot of stuff throughout the years. She's very problematic. But, the, but what's interesting is that she initially was not a Trump supporter. And then she changed her mind and became Shocking. a Trump supporter. No, I think what she does, she does for money um, more than anything else because there's money in it's being able to money. be... Yeah, it, there's money in being able to be the token black person that people can point to and see not all of you are like this, you know, and I feel like she capitalizes on that. But I don't want to linger too much because do no. you want to talk about what she did in relation to Harry Styles? Yes. So she 
had a video that she had posted where she was talking about how we need to bring back manly men, how, uh, you know, what did she say? There is no this society. This is a plot to take down the West. Yeah, she said there is no society that can survive without strong men. Uh, she called the cover an outright attack. Uh, she then again. Who has the fucking energy? Oh, I Candace, know. But this you is don't have job. enough. You don't. Is, oh my god! And that's it is what's so, so disgusting is that this is her. It's her job to do this. So she's getting paid. She's getting supported. This is what she's supposed to do. And, and she's you know doing what's it. shocking to me is for as much as conservatives have pointed to liberals and called us crybabies and snowflakes and being oversensitive about every little thing and overreacting. What the fuck is this? Why are you freaking out about something that has nothing to do with you? You're exactly. calling something that has nothing to do with you an outright attack. Like, do you need a it's, safe space? It's Yeah, she does. She really does. So she even doubles down uh, the next day, I think. I think it was this morning that she tweeted again, or maybe it was last night. But she tweets, since I'm trending... <coughs> gross i'd like to clarify what i meant when i said bring back manly men terms like toxic masculinity was created by toxic females real women don't do fake feminism sorry i'm not sorry hashtag bring back manly men that doesn't make sense i don't understand she said she wanted to clarify her point and she actually didn't clarify it at all i think that's like what she was saying like i'm clarifying that i'm not changing my mind like i think she was like i'm gonna clarify but i don't know it's okay. dumb i mean it, it doesn't work. make sense yeah it doesn't make no. sense and also i just really hated the fact that she started by saying that like since i'm trending which again kind of plays into that whole like since people are paying attention to me and i'm trending i'm gonna like up the ante. I'm going to keep myself like in the media. Yeah, I mean, with these comments, I'm really coming to the belief that that um, social media is extremely toxic, yeah. and like, I I don't know what to do with that information, but it's true. I mean, a lot of these people wouldn't be where they are without us giving them this kind of attention, and mm -hmm. like, I I don't know what to do about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, unfortunately, it's it's the world that we live in, and we can't really take away social media like people like you and I obviously don't have the power to do that I don't know who would have the power to do that but I just think it's important like for people to hold each other accountable for the shit that they post and that they're reading and like talk to people about it especially if you're a parent make sure you know what like who your kids are following um, and I do think it's important like and, and I'll say this and it's it's hard to do um, but just like I was saying about parlor being this echo chamber do try and spend some time on the other side occasionally. Yeah. I've been doing that on Twitter and it's disgusting. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, it I is, couldn't it is do a, Twitter. It, it's a nightmare place to be. But I've been spending some time in like conservative Twitter circles, just like looking at what people are saying and posting. And it is so clear to me how people get to that mind point, how they go down that rabbit hole of well, becoming radicalized. There's certain things that make sense. And when somebody says one thing that's even like very vague and abstract that makes sense to a person, it's going to make them continue to read what they're saying and buy into everything and, they say. And you want so badly to justify your beliefs and feel and normalize those beliefs and feel like you're not weird and like yeah. you're normal and like you don't have to analyze things that make you uncomfortable. And like, so I do want to encourage people to do that every now and again so that you can see 
where these people are created and like yeah. where they're kind of like coming from. Definitely. Um, but yeah. Ugh, and just be fucking safe online, you guys. And make sure For everybody sure. else is being safe online. It's a scary, scary, scary place. It is. And it's not going to get any less scarier. I can tell you that. Like, God forbid what it's going to be like when we're old people. I, I check Trump's Twitter account every day. Because I just want to see what the fuck is going on over there. Goddess bless you. I don't know how you can do that. There's no way in hell I would check his Twitter every day. It's no a way. wild ride. It my is dude. a ride. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode. I really appreciated that we got a couple of suggestions this week. It made everything so much easier for me. So if you all want to do that, you can go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or go ahead to our Instagram like these listeners did and direct message us there at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We have a Twitter that we sometimes use at Yamp Podcast. Y. A. N. F podcast. We have a Facebook business and group page. Go ahead to the business page and leave a review. Then go over to the group page and start a conversation with someone else that listens to the show. Uh, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate that the most because it helps us so much. And you will be featured on Reviews Day Tuesday. We have a couple backlogged, and I forgot to post one yesterday. But we will get to you, we promise. We Yes, we will not forget. Uh, whenever there's a Tuesday and I don't know what to post, I always go through and see if there's any unposted reviews. So you will be featured on Reviews Day Tuesday on our Instagram. And last but not least, if you don't already, skedaddle over to that Radio Public app and listen to us there. It is a way for you to help us just a teeny tiny bit more. All right, with all of that being said, we encourage you to rage to on. To rage on. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.